going to be reading the scripture for us today. Uh, we're going to be reading from 1 Peter uh, chapter 4, starting in verse 7. You're welcome to read along with the Bibles that are in the seats in front of you or on your phone. It'll also be up on the screen as well. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as the one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do it with the strength that God provides. So that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word to his people. Hey, my name is Kurt Buchanan. I'm on staff here as one of the pastors at this church. And uh, if you're joining us online, we're glad that you're here with us as well. Welcome. Now, over the last few weeks, we have been talking about what it means to share the work. Now, if you're here in-house, we've got these banners up on either side of our auditorium, and you'll notice that one of them says share the work. That's what this series has been all about. Uh, again, it's one of the aspects on our discipleship pathway. And this year, we've been kind of exploring many of these aspects uh, of what it means to be a disciple here at Hillcrest and the pathway that we're trying to help people move along towards spiritual um, maturity. And so we've talked a little bit about celebrate big, talk, talked about connecting small, we've talked about walking with Jesus, and uh, this is the final uh, of our three-week uh, series about sharing the work. I'm excited to also launch into our next series, which is kind of about engaging in mission. So this series has been all about sharing the work. And so this is kind of what we've said about share the work. We believe that God has uniquely given every Christian spiritual gifts to help advance the kingdom of God. Okay, and again, use your gifts to serve the church. That's as simple as we tried to make it. Okay, and so there's three steps. A next step that you could take in terms of your growth in this area that we kind of tried to help people outline. These three steps. One is to discover your gifts. One is to become a member. And the other is to join or to lead in a ministry team. Okay, so week number one in this series, uh, Steve took us through what membership was at Hillcrest. And we said this, membership is a chance to formalize or clarify your commitment to Hillcrest's family and mission. Okay, you can listen to that uh, message, whether that's through YouTube or our podcast. Uh, and, or, or I would also say, uh, be sure to check out the next membership class that uh, we're hosting here at the church. You can contact the office and let them know that we're, you're interested in, in a, a membership class. Again, that's not necessarily that you will in, become a member, but at least there's a class that goes over all of the details. So if you let us know that you're interested in that, we'll be in touch the next time that one is offered. Okay, so perhaps membership is a next step for you on our discipleship pathway. Uh, week two, we talked about discovering your gifts. And we looked at kind of the difference between perhaps a talent and a spiritual gift. I know that in our culture, many people use the idea of talent or gift or giftedness kind of interchangeably. You know, that's a very gifted person. Uh, that's a very talented person. But we said the fundamental kind of difference when we're talking about a spiritual gift is that it's the way that God uses you by his spirit to build up the body of Christ. Okay, so each Christian has a part to play in building towards maturity and effectiveness in the body of Christ. And only when we function together as a body are we going to have an incredible impact on the world around us. Okay, we looked at a number of spiritual gifts that are listed in the scripture and tried to give a brief description about what some of those things um, were. Now, we also talked about the importance of love, that your spiritual fruit you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, those things are far more important than your gift being exercised. You know, the book of 1 Corinthians is all about a group of uh, people who had lots of gifts and lots of talents, but love wasn't functioning in the way that it should. And so even the Apostle Paul says, you know, without love, our gifts and our talents are just noise. 
Okay, character and gifting need to go hand in hand. Now this week, we're talking about that other step, perhaps that's for some of you, is to join or to lead a ministry team. So that's what we're going to hop into today. And so what we're going to do is we're going to try to give you um, a good overview of many of the ministries that are here at Hillcrest this morning. We're going to uh, interview uh, and hear from a few people about the areas in which they're serving. This is not an exhaustive list of all the ways that you could serve at Hillcrest, okay? And there are some ministries that we might not mention specifically this morning, but this is uh, to be a way to kind of give you an overview and help you to identify maybe where you could fit, okay? All right, so I'm going to invite Karen McNaughton up. She's going to be the first person I'm going to chat to. Um, but I was just going to, while she's coming, uh, last week we said uh, quite a bit about spiritual gifts. And we mentioned, hey, if you don't know what your spiritual gifts are, why don't you go ahead and take a spiritual gifts test? Did anybody try to do a test? Anybody? Okay, a couple of people. Some of you might already know your gifts. And some of you, I'm guessing the bulk of you are like, ah, I don't know what they are and I don't really care to find out. It seems bothersome. I don't want to have to go through and fill out a form and I hate clicking those buttons. That might be you and that's okay. All right. The important thing is that you do discover your gifts and that you're able to, by the Spirit, um, contribute uh, to what's happening here for the betterment of all of the church as well as our world. Okay. So I just want to encourage you again, if you don't know what your giftings are, Again, maybe that is your next step, is just to discover what those things are. We talked about a number of ways that you could discover them. Again, do a simple test online. Giftstest.com is a great one to start you out. But also just talk to a friend or a believer that you know uh, and say, what do you think my spiritual gifts are, knowing me for a little while and, and you know, what I like in my personality and what I have to contribute, what I'm passionate about, those kind of things. And they'll be able to help you identify what those things are. Okay, thank you. Welcome Karen McNaughton to our uh, stage here. Uh, thank you for joining me. <laughs> Good morning. Um, uh, Karen uh, works in our office. She oversees all that has to do with operations around here. And so she leads a team of staff and many volunteers uh, and helps in her giftings. So quick question. Why, or why don't you tell us a little bit about your, yourself and your family? Okay. For those of you who don't know. Yeah, if you don't know Karen. Um, my husband Sheldon is on the soundboard right now, and I've got two sons still living at home. I have an older son living in Edmonton with his wife and two baby girls, so I'm a grandma, and it's awesome. We've lived in Moose Jaw for about five, coming up on 15 years, and we love it here. And I've worked at the church, I think, for 14. Awesome. Very good. Um, now... Question, what, what are your spiritual gifts? Do you know what your spiritual gifts are? My spiritual gifts is a good thing I looked at Kurt's notes before I came in because then I had to scramble and remember. <laughs> My spiritual gifts are um, administration, helps, and discernment. Awesome. Um, well, what we again, you oversee many areas here, and one of the areas that you end up overseeing is our guest services area and lots that has to do with hospitality. Uh, yes. Yeah. Why do you think hospitality is so important to what we do? Well, I want to start by giving you a, a, a statement and see how you respond. We believe that the God we worship here can actually transform lives. Oh, yay, I got a response. <laughs> we believe that, and that's what we want to communicate each week, not just with the sermon, but with everything that we do. We create an environment that can help anyone who walks in the door, whether it's their first time or whether they've been coming for decades, we want to create an environment that says, you can connect here to the love and transforming power of God, and you can find a way to connect with a caring church family. That's what we try to communicate. That takes the right environment. Yes, we rely on and believe in the supernatural power of God to speak to people about that, but it's our job to create a natural environment and use that as a tool to communicate that message to people. And that's where hospitality comes in. I'm just going to read so that I don't skip anything I wanted to say. It takes a large team of committed ministers working together to communicate, we were expecting you, you're welcome here, and here's what you need to know in order to feel at home. Um, it's simple. But it's more important than ever, I think. Mm -hmm. 
Now, the, our facility is often used by many other groups who are looking for a spot to have a birthday party or something like that, whether it's using our uh, gym or sometimes, again, it's, there's other things that happen here, graduations and funerals and other kinds of events, uh, conferences, and oftentimes the, there's a lineup of those people who are eager to come and use our space. And largely that has to do with Karen and her team being so wonderful to work with here in our uh, building. And again, they go out of their way to make sure that people are welcome in that way. Yeah, we're the cheapest rental in town, so that plays a part. But, <laughs> but we also decided a few years ago, since so many people in town were wanting to use our facility, we decided a few years ago that we were going to be the friendliest rental in town. Yeah. yeah, and so lots of people in our community, they know us because they've been here for something else, which is a wonderful that we are able to have a positive uh, you know, relationship with so many people in our community. Um, so when it comes to hospitality, what are the ways that people can serve here at Hillcrest? Okay, so there are a few ways. Um, I'll talk about Sunday mornings um, in person, obviously, and online. If you're here, you've already seen some of the guest services team. That's our hospitality team. They're greeting, ushering, helping you figure out anything you need to know to have a good experience on Sunday morning. There's a team, uh, a road team that rotates, so four different teams. So if you're on that team, you're on once every four weeks. It's a commitment from 10 in the morning until the service is over, so it's not a huge commitment. Um, and each one of those teams needs one to two more people on it in order to really provide good hospitality and make sure that every area of the building is covered in that way. Online hospitality, if you're here, you probably haven't thought about that much. But if you're at home, you've thought about that a lot. Kurt, thanks for shouting out to the online people. We hear from people who aren't able to be here every week how important our online service is to them to stay connected to the family of God here at Hillcrest. It's exciting to get to connect with more people than just who's here in the building. And we see our online ministry as being just as important as what happens right here with all of you. The online hosts, and so far that's been me and Crystal who works with me, um, we're kind of like the guest services team, the prayer team, the hospitality team, the next ste steps help. We're kind of like all of that rolled into one when we do online hosting. Um, it's an important role to greet in the chat. Hey, if you are at home, where's the camera? If you're at home and you haven't said hi in the chat yet, do it now. Um, we greet people in the chat, um, chat back and forth, answer questions, share helpful links and resources, and sometimes pray for people. Yeah, again, we saw an opportunity again. I'm sure many of you were thankful again during this last couple of years when many times we weren't even able to be here in very large numbers anyways. Uh, and because of health crisis, we were all, many of us, at home. And I bet many of you thought, well, I'm sure glad the, the church had a couple of cameras to use, right? So that we could stay con uh, connected and all those kind of things. But we saw an opportunity even in the very beginning about the possibilities in continuing to reach further into that space. So right from the very beginning, we thought, well, here, this is a great opportunity to us, for us to kind of leap forward. We had already been dreaming about how could we be doing this um, better uh, and taking the, the good things that are happening uh, at Hillcrest of what God is doing to many more people. And we certainly see this as an important uh, tool and a great growth opportunity. I heard this even before COVID and many churches were forced to kind of go online. That lots of people will actually attend through an online campus or space for between two and three years before they'll actually ever show up at a church. Um, they don't just want to go to a website and find the address and then show up. Lots of people, if they're just checking out Christianity or maybe thinking about getting back into attending church, they'll come online for a long time. And we've had people kind of throughout this whole season who have been faithfully attending, even people who are not necessarily from Musha, not necessarily from around here or connected uh, in those ways, but we've been able to reach out to them and start building relationships with them over time. And they, they're appreciating what we're doing in that online space. Yeah, so I should mention that that team of online for online hospitality, we'd like to flesh it out a little bit. We believe that some of you have a gift and want to be used in that area. Um, it's a ministry you can even do at home in your PJs if you want. I did it when I went to Calgary on holidays. I 
sat on my nephew's bunk bed in my PJs and did the online hosting here at the service that week. So we're looking for one or two more people for a once a month commitment. It's Sunday morning from same as the other guest services team from about 10 until after the service is done. And we provide you with a script. It's not scary. Um, you don't have to make it up as you go along. What do I say? What, what happens next? We'll give you a little script and the helpful links and it's, it's easy peasy. Okay, um, anything else about hospitality? You also, um, what about our welcome lunches? Yeah, so I mean, obviously hospitality on a Sunday morning is huge, but there are other ways, especially if you have the gift of hospitality. You'll notice I didn't mention that it was one of mine, so I need some helpers. Um, a couple of times a year, we try to have a welcome lunch just to connect people who are new. We get new people all the time, and it, as I've mentioned, it's really important to help them feel connected to the family here. Uh, so two to four times a year, we have that lunch. We want to get to know them better, uh, connect with them on a deeper level in a spiritual way as well, so we pray with them. It's a couple of hours of good food, fun games, and a spiritual connection. So if you have a gift of hospitality, we would love for you to join. It's usually the staff who hosts it. So we would love for some of you with that gift to join us if you could. And the other thing I would say is if you do have a gift of hospitality and you're not sure, you're not ready to make maybe a weekly commitment, that's okay too. Um, watch out for Connect events. There's a ladies' wreath-making event coming up at the end of this month. Maybe you would go to that event just seeing yourself as a host for someone who's new or maybe not connected yet, that would be a way to use your gift, and we'd love it if you'd do that. Yep. Awesome. Thank you so much, Karen. Um, can we just pray as a church for everything that's happening uh, in terms of hospitality and what Karen oversees? And any, anybody, again, who has um, that spiritual gifting, that that would be, again, we'd become a much better people at hosting and being welcoming and opening and welcoming in not only other you know nice people, but also <laughs> all kinds from our city and welcome them to that wonderful um, invitation that Jesus gives to be a part of his kingdom. Can we take a moment and pray? Yeah. yeah. Lord Jesus, we just want to say... Uh, um, would you activate in, in all of us um, that, that ability to be a good host uh, and to welcome people into your uh, kingdom, to be warm, uh, to be like uh, uh, you, Jesus, that you kind of set aside your own agenda and what you were up to, and you came to us, and it cost you a lot to come to us, so would you help us to be like that? We pray for all of the different things that uh, Karen is organizing as it relates to guest services. We pray for the right volunteers to be um, joining into those uh, teams, that those teams would be effective in what they do, and that, uh, again, Hillcrest would be known as a place that uh, is very, very friendly uh, and open and warm, and not just polite like Canadians can be, but actually welcome people into our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Anything else you wanted to share with us, Karen, before I let you go? Well, just one last thought. Thanks for the prayer. I really appreciate that. One last thought is that whether you have a gift, whether that's one of your main gifts is hospitality, and whether you're serving in a, on a team or in another role, that's one thing. But I think every single one of us here gets to play the role of host every morning because there's new visitors, people here at somewhere in their stage of their journey with Christ, and they need to know that they can stay here and connect and that we want them here. So whether it's your gift or not, engage in that. I encourage you. Awesome. Thank you. Let's give a round of applause, hey? Now, um, there's lots of other things. Again, sometimes Sunday things seem obvious, and there's other things that kind of aren't happening on Sunday. So we'll try to highlight a little bit uh, of that as well. But while we're talking about kind of uh, our, our gathering here on Sunday mornings, uh, you know, we're always looking for other people to be involved in our worship ministry. I think that's an important part of who we are as Hillcrest. We're always looking for opportunities to work with kind of up-and-coming musicians and vocalists and worship leaders and give them opportunities to grow in that area. And uh, we also wanted, you know, to put our, you know, skilled people to work as well in, in leading worship. And I know that so many of you appreciated, um, you know, the efforts that have gone in in worship and in technology over the last little while. And thank you for your encouraging comments kind of all along the way. Um, but just want to let you know, hey, we are looking for musicians. We would love to have more people that are involved, um, whether, you know, you are a musician, maybe you've been uh, retired or on the bench, maybe you felt like that for a while. We would love to have you uh, involved. And I would just say, some of you kind of um, did an audition process all on your own. You kind of maybe arrived at Hillcrest, you looked at kind of what was happening here and said, 
uh, well, they have enough people, and they certainly don't need my skill level. I'm just going to sit on the bench. I'm, I'm not needed. But you didn't really have a conversation with anybody else about it. I just want to encourage you. Um, would you talk to somebody about that? We would love to know uh, anybody who, at any level of gifting or interest when it comes to being involved in music and uh, worship. The, you know, there's lots of other opportunities and environments beyond Sunday mornings where you could play a part in leading worship. Um, you know, we have prayer summits where we also have worship, or uh, we have Set Free, or Alpha also has a component for uh, worship. As well as, again, there's lots of other groups that are meeting, and we love to have that kind of thing um, happen. So maybe you feel like that's maybe more your speed or your environment or something. But uh, please don't be shy if you're interested at all in that area. We would love to talk to you further about that. Now, again, about tech, there's lots of things that are happening uh, with technology lately. We've been on a, on a huge learning curve when it comes to tech in the last couple of years. But there is the ability for almost anybody, if you can work your own smartphone and you like you know, music, you could join our tech team, okay? All right, we've got some really qualified people who would love to train people who are maybe at that beginner level to get involved. Again, within a couple of pointers on a morning, you could stand by a camera and just be careful not to bump it. You know, that could be step one. You know, step two could go beyond that to understanding how the focus works and a few other kinds of things like that. Um, but again, cameras are an essential part, right, of what we do now, especially for our online people, as well as keeping what has happened for the history of what God is doing here at Hillcrest. Okay, so again, tech department, whether that has to do with cameras, I mean, you can also, if you've always wanted to be a film director, but you just never had your shot, we've got an opportunity, you know, you can, you can sit in our control room back there with a the headset on saying, okay, bring me closer, I want to see the, the fingers on the piano, and, and you can kind of be involved in that way, but it takes uh, a number of volunteers to do what we do, uh, and to do it uh, well. And hey, if you uh, are at all interested, we'd love to have you. Now, I would also say about serving, and uh, sometimes, again, people are motivated just to help. Sometimes people are motivated just to serve. They're not necessarily passionate about or interested in, like a hobby kind of interest or something like that in photography uh, or camera work, videography, right? Um, it's just a matter of saying, hey, I'm available, I'll show up. I, you know, some people have found on the tech team that they don't fall asleep as often when they're standing behind a camera watching you know, the message or something like that, as if they were kind of you know, in those, these very comfortable seats. Um, so again, if, there's, if that's you, we want to encourage you to reach out and let us know if you're interested or available in something like that. So whether you're a musician or uh, an aspiring technician, we'd love to have you involved. Also, again, we're using video way more than kind of we ever have, not just uh, on our Sunday mornings, uh, but in connecting with people throughout uh, the week, and we want to be able to do that um, better, have good audio and video and that kind of thing. We need help with video editing. Sometimes some of our staff or other volunteers want to share something that's happening, and all they know how to do is stand there and say it. Uh, we need help with people who can run a camera or who can do a little bit of video editing, and that kind of happens regularly around here. We can also share through the cloud, you know, different video files, and you could actually work from home and help us in that way. If that's something you're interested in doing, we'd love to chat with you as well. Now, I'm going to invite up uh, another couple. I'm going to invite another McNaughton couple, uh, Erica and Josh. I'm going to invite those guys to come up. Yeah. I'm going to give them both microphones. All right, <laughs> welcome here. Thanks for doing this. Why don't you give them a round of applause again? Thank you. Okay, uh, why don't you guys tell us just a little bit about yourselves for those of you uh, out there who might not know them. All right, I'm gonna do that. Uh, so we're Josh and Erica McNaughton. Uh, we have been here for just over 11 years um, in Mushra and attending this church. We have four children and I'm currently one of these switcher guys that was had no interest in tech, but now I do stuff, yeah. so that's cool. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and Erica sings up here on stage, and we also we lead a life group, and we do this thing called Connect Ministries that's pretty new, and we're just getting our feet under us. Yeah, very good. Okay, um, I'm curious, do you know what your spiritual gifts are? Yes, I did the <laughs> test because I had to. Um, <laughs> mine is hospitality, apostleship, and administration. Uh, and I did my test because I knew this question was coming. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, discernment and service, I think, would be the two that I 
or I connected with. Uh, it said craftsmanship. I'm not sure if I, that just might be a talent and pretty low on the talent scale. <laughs> awesome. That's, That's very good. That's very good. Well, I, in chatting with these folks, they were not very excited. Erica asked me, uh, is this a necessary question? Do we really have to talk about this? <laughs> Um, but uh, I said, well, we just went through and we're encouraging people to figure it out. So if you identify with Josh and Erica and saying, like, ah, I don't really want to, be bold, go for it, try to figure out what these gifts are. Because actually, um, I think I called all of those. I said, I bet your gifts are. Yep. And I kind of listed very, very closely, too, to say, I think this is the way that you are serving in the way that God yeah, is using Yeah, you can make you. your own test. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you mentioned Connect Ministries. What inspired Connect Ministries? Uh, I like people, and we wanted to create just low-key environments for people to attend, to connect, to build relationships, to be able to invite people from the community, stuff that's just um, easy to attend, that doesn't take a lot of work on your part, and it's just fun, and you can meet new people that maybe sit over there, and you sit over here. Yeah, awesome. Um, okay, and so what... You have done a few Connect events in the past, and again, I know COVID's been a turbulent season for these kind of things, but you have put effort in here and there. What, tell us about something that you have done. That's, that's me? Okay. So uh, we, we had like a hot chocolate day in the park. It was pretty chilly, but some people came out. Uh, we hosted a men's minute to win it night, and uh, Erica's doing this wreaths. We also tried to do a Hillcrest Winterfest, if That's you saw true. that possibly pop up in your news feed. Um, that got kiboshed. But um, we are doing, we're pairing together with Women's Ministries on the 26th, and we're doing a spring wreath uh, event. It's filling up pretty quickly, but you can find the information on Facebook or um, Instagram, and you can shoot me a text if you want to attend, um, and that's with Women's Ministries. We're doing that together. Awesome. We also have plans for a spring family event. Barbecue. <laughs> We're going to barbecue something. Very good. Well, and even to, to speak to their, uh, their gifting, uh, you, all, you forgot the uh, summer thing. You used to say, hey, let's come over to our house. And like 70 oh, yeah. people came to your... Yeah. yeah, so we thought, well, let's test out the waters. We didn't label it a connect event, but we thought nobody's seen each other in so long, so we just randomly invited a mass amount of people to our backyard to see what would happen in September, and like 70 people came, <laughs> and it broke all the rules in many people's heads after the last two years, but we were outside, so, um, but yeah, like our yard was maxed, and so we thought, there's a need. People want to see people, so we did that, and this summer, we're hoping to have like uh, pop-up, meet-at-the-park, play sports kind of things, just so people can keep their relationships going. But also, this is a great opportunity to invite people from the community. Um, like Karen was talking about hospitality, she probably could have copied and pasted our passion for this ministry. Um, and so we just want to create those spaces that there's no pressure, it's fun, but it's also opportunities to get people in the church, but also connecting with all of you, um, so that we can influence them and be a part of their lives, um, especially with the way our church is kind of going with ministry towards our community. So, Yeah, that's awesome. Again, I think you guys play such a critical role, especially this idea of being able to get people from, you know, just that first initial contact into building relationships as opposed to kind of, you know, zero, binary, you know, zero and ones, right? Where you're suddenly going like, oh, you've never been to church. Would you like to come to an intensive prayer meeting? Or, you know, some people aren't quite ready to make that kind of a step. And guys, you guys are creating those opportunities to build relationship and to get to know people, again, in that more informal environment. And again, all about hospitality and moving towards connecting small where people can find friendships and that kind of thing in, uh, in their faith community. So that's wonderful. Um, if people are interested, now you also um, have uh, brought your life group along with you uh, in, in helping support with this Connect ministry, which is great. Um, but if there are other people who this, when they hear this, they're like, that's great. I want to be a part of that. Um, can they just reach out to you, tap you on the shoulder, or how can they con yeah. connect with you? Um, like he said, we kind of voluntold anybody in our life group that you will be helping with this. Um, so we wanted it to be a part of our, the heart of our life group too, is to kind of manage this and help us along. And so 
Uh, thank you for being a part of it. And, um, <laughs> and if you want to be a part of it, I think I have an email. Karen's not here. It's connect at hillcrestmj.com. Um, but also, if you find this Spring Wreath event, my phone number's on there. Uh, and that's, or talk to me here. Hey, very good. Let's take another minute and let's uh, pray for these guys and uh, their ministry and for them as a couple as well. Uh, let's pray. Lord Jesus, uh, we know that uh, you want to welcome many people into your uh, kingdom. And we know that just being friends with people and uh, hosting these kind of events is going to be a great way to do that. Uh, so we pray that uh, the events that um, uh, do come throughout the next season here would be meaningful to people. Uh, that those providential relationships would, would happen. Uh, that people would find those friendships and, and meaningful discipleship opportunities as well. We pray for Josh and Erica as they lead that, that they'd be um, just inspired and creative in how they do that. Um, bless them. Uh, in your name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's it. Thank you. Okay, another thing that is critical to kind of what we do here at Hillcrest is what we do with our next-gen uh, ministries. Uh, many people who are here likely chose Hillcrest and made this their home because of what happens uh, in our kids' areas uh, or as it relates to student ministries. Uh, we have three core values um, that we kind of articulated and re-articulated over the years. Uh, and we said uh, we have this, we want to have a next-gen focus where we make significant sacrifices uh, in order to pass our faith on to the next generation uh, by means of excellent uh, kids and student ministries. Uh, we want to use you know, modern methods and technology and whatever methods of communication and impartation are most relevant and effective at reaching the next generation. So I'm going to invite uh, Marcy to come up. She's going to let us know about what it's like to serve in kids' ministry. She's still in kids' ministry this morning. We'll get, we'll get Marcy here in just a second. <laughs> okay, I'm going to invite Judah to come up. Judah, are you close by? All right. This is Judah Atkins. Welcome him to the stage. Now, I, uh, as I was kind of uh, finding out uh, opportunities to interview people, I, I said to Chris, uh, do you have any all-star ace volunteers who we should really talk to about what it's like to serve in student ministries? And he said, without a doubt, Judah. Uh, so Judah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a 17-year-old, and that means I'm the youngest one to come up here. Um, and I'm a volunteer at, uh, with Student Ministries for the junior high uh, days on Wednesday. Yeah, awesome. Do you know what your spiritual gifts are? Um, I believe they are leadership and evangelism. Awesome. Did you even do the test or no? I did do the test, but I will admit it's at least been a year or so. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's awesome. That's great. Um, now, you've been serving in junior high. How did you get involved with junior high? Well, I was always thinking about doing stuff for uh, leadership within the church, and I hadn't felt like I was given the opportunity yet, but some friends who were already leading at uh, junior high said, hey, just come on out. We need more leaders. This is just a great place to serve and things like that. I came all of a sudden. Chris was super welcoming. He's like, hey, here's a name tag. Here's a lanyard. Let's get you with a group. Let's just get you talking to kids and things like that, and kind of just snowballed from there on, and now I'm a regular. Yeah, awesome. Very good. Um, so what do you enjoy about serving in junior high? Um, personally, for me, it's the amazing environment that's created for all these, these kids that come out. It's an amazing uh, opportunity. It, it's just honestly a place where I can be my full spiritual self, where I can be encouraging. I can just be open about faith and uh, the spiritual world and what's happening and just, just preach the gospel to a bunch of people. <laughs> that's just an amazing thing that I enjoy about it. Yeah. Very good. Awesome. Um, so uh, when it comes to serving in uh, student ministries, Chris mentioned there's, there's a need right now, we want to let everyone know, uh, for uh, female leaders to join and be a part of what's happening in junior high, probably as well as senior high as well. But we want to just encourage anyone out there who um, is perhaps interested in serving with teens. There are some amazing volunteers that Chris has, and we're so grateful for, uh, for all of you. But if uh, maybe you're thinking maybe that's how God is prompting you, we want to really encourage you to be involved uh, in serving our junior highs that way. If you're uh, a female and you're willing to be one of our um, um, 
leaders and mentors for the junior high program. Uh, can I just take a moment and pray for you, Judah, as well as all of those who are serving in student ministries this morning? And would you join me too? Um, okay, let's pray. Lord Jesus, I just want to say thank you for uh, people like Judah who are willing to show up and use their gifts to be a blessing, uh, to play their part in creating uh, a fun environment for junior highs and to be someone who would just to build relationship with junior highs and, and ultimately to share uh, your gospel with them, your truth with them, and the hope that they can have in you. Uh, so we pray for Judah and the many other volunteers who are serving in our student ministries. We pray for uh, Chris and JJ and all of the other uh, leaders in that area, uh, that you would just enable them by your spirit to be able to meet needs, uh, to be creative, to have uh, the right kind of uh, energy, to have the right kind of protocols in place to create an environment that is just um, um, perfect for reaching uh, junior high students and senior high students. We pray that many people uh, in that age group would come into your kingdom, uh, that their gospel would go forward through friend groups and other things, and that there would be a, ra um, a radical explosion of junior high and senior high students who are coming into the kingdom and a part of Hillcrest here uh, and so that they can be... Um, become spiritually mature and be sent out as missionaries here in our community, our region, and, and beyond. Uh, in your name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, Judah. Okay, Marcy, I'll invite you up. Thanks, Judah. Come on up. Thank you for doing this. Did we catch you at a bad time? Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself, in case someone doesn't know who you are, Marcy. I'm Marcy Shank-Puteau, and I've been attending Hillcrest since about 2010, um, becoming a regular attender pretty much 2011 forward. And I was helping in kids' church today. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Do you know what your spiritual gifts are, Marcy? Um, I think helping and, and seeing a need and trying to fill that. Um, right now, I've been in kids' church... Oh, I can't remember how long, um, but just trying to listen to what the Lord is saying and and listening to what He's prompting me to do is part of it. <laughs> yeah. So, how did you initially get involved in kids' church? Um, way back after I'd been attending for about a year um, with my boys, they were in kids' church. The the kids' church leader at the time approached me and asked if I'd be willing to help. And I was totally sure I was not qualified. <laughs> I tried to explain my way out of that, but uh, she just she just encouraged me, as well as Pastor Laura over the years has just you know she's someone that you can go to to say I'm worried about this or I'm concerned about this, and and she just it really encourages you to to follow what the Lord is saying in your heart, not what your head might be saying. <laughs> yeah, very good. What do you enjoy about it? Uh, I enjoy the presence of God uh, every Sunday when we're in church, uh, kids' church, whether it's the message or whether it's an interaction with a child, I feel like the, the message is often, for me, as much as it is the kids. Um, Pastor Laura really, really teaches us how to connect with your kids and show God's love. Awesome. Now, if there's someone out here who's thinking about getting involved with kids' ministry, how, how would you encourage them or what would you say to them? Oh, I would say please reach out and please consider it. And, and you are qualified. <laughs> Don't use that as, a, as an excuse. And, and go with your heart and follow what God is, is, is prompting you to do. Awesome. I appreciate you taking time out of your, your yeah. busy schedule to join us. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to take a minute and just pray for Marcy as well. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for Marcy and uh, the way that she has been uh, serving and has already been a blessing for uh, so many kids over the years. Uh, and I just pray that, again, there be many more uh, Marcy's that would um, uh, pop up uh, and be a part of the next generation ministries that we have here at uh, Hillcrest. Um, this has been a significant part of our DNA from the very, very beginning, um, right from the early days of this church through till now. Um, this church has been leaning into. Um, give focus to this area. And I'm so glad personally to be involved um, in a church like this for the sake of my kids. So we pray for Marcy. Would you continue to empower her by your spirit? Uh, give her the uh, energy and the insights to be able to work with uh, kids week in and week out uh, and all of the different things that they're going through. Uh, we pray that our, our children's ministries would just be environments where 
just your gospel truth would be on display uh, in all of the things that they do there, in the teaching and in the environment that they're in, in the songs that they sing. Uh, we pray that just it would be so clear, your beautiful gospel truth for our uh, kids, that many of them would come to know you personally and walk with you all the days of their lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Marcy. Let's give her a hand. Again, there currently is a number of needs uh, in uh, children's ministry as well as student ministries. Uh, be sure to uh, note what th those are and uh, see if uh, God would prompt you to be involved in those things. Again, people for our nursery or our TOTS area for the preschool uh, or small group leader for um, Hillcrest Kids. Um, you know, even people who are coming in and do washing of toys and that kind of thing, we, we really do appreciate all of the support um, that you could give. Okay, again, they have a whole tech department as well. And, uh, you know, the way that we do uh, teaching and uh, modern worship and that kind of stuff too, uh, they really do need some help in that area. Uh, perhaps that's where you would be interested in serving. Okay, uh, I want to just let you know about a couple of other uh, things. Uh, one of those is Alpha. Uh, Alpha, we are, um, yeah, running Alpha regularly. We're running Alpha two times a year to allow people the opportunity to bring friends to that or to go through it themselves and understand, again, what the center point of Christianity is. And, uh, again, if you are someone who is um, passionate about uh, seeing people come to Christ or, or walking alongside people as they are working out their faith, uh, in the early stages, or someone who's just questioning Christianity. If that interests you, I would encourage you to be a part of Alpha. We need to have regular uh, hosts and helpers for that um, program as we go uh, forward. And another key part of that is um, prayer. We have people who are in that critical place in their life where they are saying, you know, is there a God or is, can I, am I the kind of person that can have a relationship with God? And they're really discovering Christianity kind of in that, that raw form. And I b believe that the Holy Spirit is drawing them in. And yet we know that the enemy is also working very hard to keep them distracted and busy and away from participating with something like that. And so we appreciate prayer. And we want to have people who are not just kind of saying, you know, bless Alpha, and, and that's about it. We're really wanting people who are going to intercede on behalf of Alpha, that particular program, the people who are involved in leadership, as well as the people who are going through um, that 11-week course. Again, it's, it's a long season where people are regularly getting, getting together and talking about aspects of Christianity and how it can relate to their, uh, their life. It's been meaningful for me to be a part of. I would encourage all of you uh, to be a part of that, whether that's going to be something like a prayer partner or a host and helper at the actual events as well. Um, we've got lots of other things that are uh, blessings to others. There's another ministry you want to highlight and say, again, every once in a while, and seemingly more often lately, um, we give away food hampers, just people who need uh, a little bit of help, uh, and we want to make sure that we are feeding those who are hungry. Uh, and so if you want to be a part of blessings to others and helping to uh, organize or support uh, buying groceries or delivering those kind of things, please let us know. It's a very practical way to uh, demonstrate the love of Jesus. Okay, I'm going to invite uh, Janet Meller, if she's close by, to join me on stage as well. Come on up, Janet. Awesome. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself for those that might not know you. Okay, well, my name is Janet, and my husband's name is Sean. <clears throat> Uh, we've been married for about 29 years, just over, and we have four daughters and two sons-in-laws. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marissa is married to Jonathan, and Karina is married to Ethan, and Linnea is in grade nine, and Alora is in grade seven. We have two dogs, no grandkids, but two granddogs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So you're involved with Mom's Time Out here at Hillcrest. How yes. did you get involved with Mom's Time Out? Well, after um, Alora was born, my mom and I decided to give it a try. Um, I went with the moms, and she went with the girls to babysit, and we both have been there ever since. Yeah, that's awesome. So how long is that? Uh, Alora is just turned 13. Yeah, awesome. So. Very good. Um, so what do you enjoy about Mom's Time Out? Um, well, I think the question should be, what don't we enjoy about Mom's Time Out? <laughs> and the answer to that is Tuesday mornings aren't long enough. 
Um, I enjoy everything about Mums Time Out. Um, I do know one of the highlights is our opening question that we, the mums, have to answer. At least that's one of Erica's highlights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure sparks the conversations and give everyone a chance to get to know each other better. Yeah, awesome. Um, why do you think this is such a significant ministry? Uh, well, mums need a break, and even if it's only for a couple hours, it gives them a chance to be with other mums going through the same things as they are. Uh, we learn so many things from how to brush our children's teeth to seeing how God wants us to grow in all areas of our lives. It's a safe place to share. We pray for one another, and we help and encourage one another, and so many more things. Did you know that Mums Time Out started on September 11, 2001? So it's been running for almost 21 years. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's been lots of people over the years who have been involved with this, and it's been a meaningful thing, I think, for lots of uh, mums. And all of the kids who survived also during that season, right? Because the, the mums made it, the kids made it, which is great. Um, so what are the current needs? Um, the current needs that we need in mom's time out is um, some babysitters. We need about two or three more babysitters, whether it be full-time or part-time on an on-call basis. Um, if we end up getting enough, then we could probably, you know, come every second Tuesday, we'd make a rotating team or something like that. The other thing we need is we could use another mentor mom. Yeah, so what does a, a mentor mom do? Um, a mentor mom basically mentors us as we um, do our studies, and um, it's usually someone who's retired. Their kids have all grown up and gone on, and um, they give us extra advice that we wouldn't, as normally as a group, be able to come between the, all of us. And so they just help mentor us along. They're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we had a glitch early on. If anyone did the uh, discipleship pathway assessment uh, early on this or throughout this year, where you can kind of go in and check and say, hey, maybe this is a step that I could take in growth in my, my discipleship, um, you know, hillcrestmj.com forward slash next steps. Um, anyways, uh, Dave uh, Wicks, our, our prayer and care pastor, he went through and he, he filled that all out. And uh, as we were following up with everybody, uh, he got an email that said, hey, we hear that you want to be a mentor mom. Uh, here at Hillcrest, and so he, he wasn't so sure about that, but anyway, so yeah, we, we had a, a glitch in the system anyways, but I thought that was kind of funny. Why don't we take a minute, we'll pray for uh, Janet, for uh, the team of people that help there, the mentor moms, and, and for this ministry. Lord Jesus, we want to say uh, thank you for uh, all of those who are willing to step forward uh, and serve in this area, uh, to give leadership, uh, to support through taking care of young uh, kids during this program, uh, for those um, mentor moms who are willing to share their lives, their successes, um, their failures along the way in uh, being a mom and being a woman of faith. And we just want to say thank you for them and bless them. And we pray that the needs that they currently have would be met, uh, that by your spirit you would draw the right people forward to be involved in this uh, going forward so that it can have, again, a, an even longer history here at Hillcrest of serving this important need. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Janet. Yeah. Uh, can I invite Ron Lamb? And, and if Shirley's brave enough to come. No, Shirley. Okay. <laughs> come on up, Ron. Um, Daisy Richardson is our community advocate, many of you would know, and she's always looking uh, and paying attention to the needs as they rise in our community. And the unique opportunities uh, to build relationships and uh, all for the sake of the gospel. Uh, one of the key areas that Daisy has been mindful for a number of years has been in the area of language. Um, as people from other parts of our globe settle into Musha, there's a need and an opportunity. And so, and that's why I'm going to interview Ron and hear a bit of his story here this morning. So, Ron, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself for those that might not know you? Um, okay, I'm Ron. My wife's name is Shirley, and uh, she has some seasonal allergy problems, and she was afraid to get up here and her voice cracking on her, so she said, I'm not even coming this morning. <laughs> Thanks, Shirley. <laughs> She's really a communicator and storyteller in our family, and I'm not, but I'll do my best here. <laughs> um, so, a bit of background, we've been coming to Hillcrest now for just about four years, so we're regular attenders. Um, just a little bit of an honest disclosure here, I feel more comfortable, I don't feel as comfortable in large program-oriented churches, like I like smaller uh, connection kind of places, so 
um, we've enjoyed being involved with uh, the close relationships with a life group. Um, Shirley loves children, so she's been involved in the children's church and just loves doing that wherever she goes. Um, so a significant part of our background was um, kind of just, we kind of backed into it, but it just kind of happened that we spent 14 years overseas in Taiwan and uh, helping with a, a church that had um, a, a pioneer church and it was a big ministry team, so we were just part of being there helping. We're teaching English to keep bread on the table. And um, so we had to come back home to Canada and we loved what we were doing over there. But when I came back home to Canada, I felt like a stranger here, right? So, and eventually our church we were involved with closed down. We went to a few other churches. And anyway, it just kind of happened that like, Lord, where do I fit, you know? And um, I've still been feeling like that here, to be really honest. So I helped, we uh, volunteered to help out with guest services to keep the church open when, <laughs> when we needed that a few, uh, few years ago. Uh, it's not where I really fit, but I'm still willing to help there. Um, so as a result of that, um, I was asked by Karen to come to a training session. I don't really like church meetings and things like that. It's my, not my favorite. I said, okay, well, we need to do this. So, And while we were having lunch before the um, before the meeting we were about to have, uh, we were just chit-chatting, and Karen asked, like, uh, so tell me about yourself. Where have you been? What have you done? So I told her about our involvement overseas, and she said, why didn't I know that? Why didn't I know that? And so uh, about two weeks later, we got a phone call from Daisy, and she said, um, Ron, we have a, a Let's Talk class happening here. Would you be interested in getting involved? And I said, well, what's that? And it turns out it was um, something happening with uh, newcomers to Canada, and we thought, well, that sounds interesting, so we went, and it turns out that probably about three-quarters of the people were newcomers from Asia, most of them Chinese, and I thought, wow, it was kind of felt like I'm back home where we were before, <laughs> right, and, and so it's, it's like an opportunity just opened up, so it was just kind of natural for us to get involved in that, um, maybe not natural for everybody, but um, since we've been going to doing that, we've been really enjoying it, and feel like almost got back to the mission field, except the mission field came to us, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, what about it are, do you enjoy the most? Well, uh, again, I think I'm more of a helper. I don't like organizing things and directing people what to do, but uh, so we get to go, and uh, there's usually a presentation of a topic, interesting discussion questions. So we get to sit at tables with two or three or four people, depending how many um, volunteers are there. Sometimes you get to be one and one with people and go through the questions and have conversations. Um, and I, I guess having been in a foreign country, uh, not knowing a language, not knowing a culture, I really did appreciate how people came alongside of us to help us to adjust to a, a, a new place. And I think I really have a heart for people who are new in our country too. Mm -hmm. And um, I know what it's like. <laughs> and. Uh, also, I'm equipped with some of the people I need to understand the culture and background a little bit better. So it seems, seems like a really natural fit. Yeah. And I'm really glad that that's happening here, but I didn't know about it if somebody hadn't told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. Well, I think what's so meaningful about your story, I mean, you even asked me, should I even really be telling this story? Because mm, yeah. I, I know I'm going to say that I don't like going to meetings and things, right? Um, yeah, I look yeah. forward to this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what I, what I, I love about this is, you know, even though maybe you didn't feel immediately at home here, feeling like there was a different environment where you maybe felt more comfortable, mm -hmm. you were still willing to step forward and serve, even if it wasn't your favorite, or even if you thought, maybe this isn't my best thing, but you're willing to help. What I love about that is there's both that in your story, but also there's this incredible history of where you've been in your life and how God is using that now to have an incredible impact on the people who are coming in, that you can identify not only in, a, in, in understanding, but in, right down to the depths of emotion of what it's like to be in a foreign place and yeah. unfamiliarity with the language and those kind of things. So I think that's really remarkable how God is using you in both of those ways, uh, you know, where you can show up and, and just help by making sure that the doors are open, you know, and the guest services team, mm -hmm. but you're also willing to lean in and help with these people. And I'm so glad that God is using you in that way. So thank you for sharing your story with us. Can we take a minute and we'll pray for Ron, we'll pray for Let's Talk, and Daisy, and the ministry that she's having with so many other people. Mm -hmm. Let's pray. 
Lord Jesus, we thank you for Ron and Shirley and uh, again, the path that they have been on for many years in your kingdom and how you are, um, yeah, arranging all of those things um, uh, not only in Ron and Shirley's lives but also in our own lives that we can have a significant impact on other people for your kingdom based on the places that we uh, are coming from. We thank you that uh, Ron has been able and Shirley has been able to plug into this um, ministry and uh, to have the impact that they're having now in this, uh, in this way. Uh, Lord Jesus, we just also pray for Daisy and the many other ways that she is looking for uh, opportunities to uh, meet needs in our community and to find those gospel opportunities where you, um, we can connect as a church uh, and make a difference um, and show your light into those um, sometimes dark places. So we pray for, uh, again, just your spirit's empowerment. Uh, we pray for the right volunteers to be a part of um, uh, language-related programs as they come through Hillcrest. We pray that you'd bless Let's Talk, but even as we continue down this journey of um, connecting with people and helping in the area of language and helping people develop language, that you'd continue to bring along the right volunteers and the right training programs and um, just that we could have an incredible opportunity to um, yeah, start whole new churches that are centered around a language so that people can hear the gospel in their own native language. So we want to uh, bless uh, Ron. We want to bless Shirley as they serve. Uh, we want to, uh, again, bless Daisy as she does what she uh, does to keep us connected as a church to really um, the needs in Musha. Um, Father, we also just uh, want to say thank you for the unique way that you have uh, gifted them and how you're using them. Would you help us all to be able to bring our life's experience and histories into a ministry that um, really um, matters in your kingdom? In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much. Anything else you wanted to share with us, Ron? Uh, I just want to say to the other aspect of uh, what I've really been enjoying about this is I'm not really into kind of big groups and trying to lead big groups and things like that, but um, we just developed good relationships with some of the people we've met at the Let's Talk class and had them over to our home for uh, games night or something like that, snacks and meals, and just gone done different activities with them. But just uh, really enjoy the uh, connecting with people on a really personal level like that. Yeah. And especially easier with people I spend a lot of time with <laughs> before. Anyway, yeah. thank you. Awesome. Thank yeah. you, Ron. Thank you. Yeah, I had a conversation. Uh, there were some people who were talking about Let's Talk. One of them who had been involved and another one who had not. And the one person who had not been involved said, what kind of training do you have to have to be a part of something like that? I heard that was happening. What kind of training do you have to have? And the other person said, oh, no, there's no training. It all hangs on those two words, Let's Talk. If you can talk and be there, you're qualified. And so uh, uh, it's been a meaningful uh, thing that's happened in this last little season. And uh, we're not sure, again, if that's going to be an ongoing uh, program here or what else might emerge, but there is this need. And so if any, any of you are being moved in that particular area to just say, hey, I'll connect with somebody, I'll chat with somebody, I'll be available and build relationships with somebody, would you reach out to Daisy and let her, let her know that that's something that you'd be interested in doing? Okay. A few final things. Um, in Mark 11, verse 17, uh, Jesus is teaching and he says, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you've made it a den of robbers. Um, my grandma, uh, Buchanan, had a health issue when she was 90, and uh, she thought she was surely going to die and uh, was delighted at the thought of going to be with Jesus. So in some ways, she was disappointed when she fully recovered. Um, and so she prayed and asked the Lord, why am I still here? And she said that he spoke very clearly to her and gave her this simple assignment, pray for the world. She lived for another 10 years and was faithful to her assignment, even as her mind began to slip in those later years. She was still faithful in prayer. Um, one of our other aspirational goals here at Hillcrest is to be a church of prayer. We desire to be a church of unceasing personal and concerted prayer where hearing God and obeying God's voice is normal for all believers. 
I just want to say there's lots of ways to kind of serve, and in some ways I think Hillcrest is actually very good at meeting practical needs and showing up. If, if I told you, you know, we have a thousand chairs in the gym, we need them moved to the, to the front, it would be done in a matter of hours. Everybody would lean in and make that kind of thing uh, happen. But we want to grow in being good people of prayer. And I'd just like to highlight prayer ministry here as, as we're coming to a close. Um, not only the prayer, minis- prayer ministry that happens here on a Sunday morning, you know, with our elder teams coming forward and doing that kind of ministry, though that's a, a, an important part of who we are. Um, there's also other ways to participate uh, in prayer. Now, I know when, when we talk about volunteering and being a part of a ministry, some of you say, I can't, I'm not available, either I'm too busy or I'm not able to get out, that kind of thing, your schedule or your mobility might be an issue. I want to say that there is an incredible ministry that can be done in prayer. Sometimes here through the events and programs that we have, but also sometimes just from where you are um, in any moment. So there are things like the prayer email that goes out, right? It's a just uh, emergency response kind of a team when something comes up. Uh, oftentimes Dave Wicks will send out just a note to say, hey, this is an issue that came up for somebody. There's a health crisis or something else that's going on. And we just need people to pray for those particular needs. Um, some of you I know are already receiving that email. Some of you are probably not. If you would like to play a part in ministering here through prayer, you could be a part of that email prayer um, group. And all you have to do is that shows up in your inbox and you can start to pray through those simple things. Okay? Uh, that's another aspect of prayer. Uh, again, I also me- I mentioned Alpha. There's a significant program where we need people to partner with us in prayer. But that's not the only thing. Uh, beyond that, we have uh, set free retreats that regularly happen. And we need a team of people who are here and praying uh, and intensely interceding on behalf of the participants as they go through that program. It can be intense for participants, and we need to match that same intensity with um, prayer, people just being devoted in prayer. There's other ways that you can be involved in praying for the leadership here at the church, for the staff and elders and that kind of thing too. If you're interested in being involved in taking a step forward in serving in the area of prayer, I encourage you to reach out to our prayer pastor, Dave Wicks, uh, and touch base with him about how you could serve in that particular way. There's also other ways that you can serve. If you fill out that uh, um, spiritual giftings test and you come back with something like mercy, there's ways that you can participate uh, in our care ministries in reaching out to people who are in uh, sometimes difficult situations and bringing in encouragement and love and grace to those situations. And we would love for some of you to be a part of those teams as well. Again, we've highlighted a number of ministries, but not all. Uh, We also have lots of different groups here that are happening, and we need groups Uh, group leaders, people who are willing to be life group leaders and uh, take uh, leadership of other aspects of what we're doing as a church as the needs come up. Um, There's also many ministries at Hillcrest that don't exist yet. Um, There are things that are on your heart. There are things that God has been stirring in your life or experiences that you've gone through in your life that are going to serve as a way to be a blessing to other people, to spread the love of God, and to, and to minister to this particular body. Uh, we would just say, if God is moving you um, in those ways, that we would love to chat with you about that. You n- might not immediately get a, a, a budget line or a opportunity to have a microphone on stage telling everybody about it, but there are some, some needs that we believe that you should go after, and we would like to support you in, in doing those things. We really do believe that the Holy Spirit um, has gifted every believer to serve in some kind of way, to serve in many ways, depending on who you are and the abilities that he's given to you. It is as the Spirit enables. So I just want to finish with reading our scripture that we read at the beginning. Um, Sometimes it's hard to find time. Have you noticed that? And when we do a whole series about sharing the work, many of you go, I'm overworked already. Anybody feel that way? I kind of feel that way. I feel bad sometimes. I mean, I work for the church, and I stand here and say, you guys should really, you know, start pulling your weight. (laughs) Right? I just want to say this. I found clarifying for me personally, this scripture. There's a key here to help you be in the ready position. Again, because the ministry that you really uh, should be serving in Um, 
maybe that opportunity hasn't come up yet. And maybe like in Ron and Shirley's story, God is preparing you for a ministry that will come in the future. But in order to be in the ready position, I think this is a good scripture to help us. It's you know, that 1 Peter 4 verse 7 starts with, the end of all things is near. Um, perspective on time changes, I think, how we behave and how we act, what we invest in and what we don't. And I, I think it's doubtful that any of us will look back on our lives and wish that we had more time for Netflix, though probably many of us put in several hours a week. See, perspective on time is important. And when we have perspective on time, on the time that we're given, I think it changes how we think. I think it encourages us to pray more often and then to in love to serve one another in strength as God provides that strength. And then again, God gets all the glory uh, as we kind of finish our morning here together. I'd like to read First Peter uh, again, this scripture to us. Would you stand as I read it? And then we're going to finish with one final song. And this final song in the bridge has these lines. Break my heart for what breaks yours. I think that's pretty critical to finding your ministry. When um, God is moved, he responds. And uh, when, he, uh, when we are also moved with compassion, I believe we respond. We're, we can apply the gifts that he's given um, to those needed areas. So break my heart for what breaks yours. Everything that I am for your kingdom's cause. Let me pray and then we'll worship. Lord Jesus, we just want to say um, thank you for this uh, family of believers that we get to be a part of, that we get to receive blessing from through you by your spirit. We get to um, experience belonging and love and care. And the things that we're no good at, we find brothers and sisters in Christ who uniquely are. And so, Father, as, as we receive blessing uh, from being a part of this body, I pray that, again, by your Spirit, you would help each of us to play our part. Um, that you would help us to be uh, sober and alert in our minds and prayerful, knowing how we can play a part in your kingdom, knowing that the end is near. Uh, Father, we pray for all of the ministries that are represented here at Hillcrest that we've talked about here this morning and many others. Uh, we pray for their success in seeing people matured in Christ, that see people are reconciled to you, that they can know you, find hope in who you are. Lord Jesus, yeah, help us to play our part. In your name we pray.